We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We got uh, free agent bidding. We got drops. We have a pending trade deadline. And we have me uh, losing a bid by a very small amount that I wanted to win. All coming up next. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Uh, I'm Scott Jansted, uh, joined every Sunday night uh, by Jeff Erickson. You can please rate and review the podcast. It'd be fantastic. Also, we really appreciate that. If uh, we are doing this uh, live on the video, so if you have any questions or comments or you want to weigh in on the stream, let us know. We're happy to, happy to answer some fantasy-related questions. Um, Jeff, the personal questions will go strictly to Jeff, so I'm only here for the fantasy questions. Yes, of course. I mean, uh, why would you want me to answer the fantasy questions when we have a resource like Stryker here? That, yeah, uh, here we go again. Um, <laughs> Jeff, I was going to say, how are you? But I saw you last night. We had a little of uh, the, uh, the Rotowire Fantasy Football Steak Dinner League, so I saw you last night. It was good to see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we drove down to downtown LA together, so we got to hang out a little bit. It was, uh, it was fun, but how's everything? Well, everything's good. Uh, we are, uh, you know, it, it wasn't the greatest day for either of us, apparently, uh, in the baseball world. Uh, I lamented about Clay Holmes, uh, that, that has a potential, not just, it just wasn't a, merely a disaster today, but I have a feeling that it might have long-term ramifications too, which would be an so utter disaster for me. Let, let's jump in right there. Cause I had that on the, on the rundown here to talk about it a little bit. Clay Holmes, uh, got, uh, got smoked pretty good today. He, uh, gave a hit and then he hit Bobby Witt in the hand, which I was less than pleased about, but it sounds like Bobby Witt's okay. He's a three on home to Sal Perez, who we will talk about shortly. Um, you say worried. Are you worried that, um, Holmes has lost it. Are you worried that Chapman with, you know, four scoreless things this week might, uh, they might flip that job. What is your concern as a Clay Holmes uh, manager in, on, in the main event? A little bit of both. I mean, the fact is he looked horrible today. Yeah. I mean, he did not have any command at all. The Yankees broadcast was talking about, you know, uh, you know how it was going up and in. They really didn't like that. Um, obviously you didn't either. And that was just a <laughs> bomb by Salvador Perez yeah. too. I mean, Hicks took one step, turned around and stopped. Uh, they didn't even let Holmes finish the inning. So even if there was a rally, would not have gotten the joke of a win. Um, they would have flown in the Tampa Bay official score just to make sure he didn't get the win. But uh, <laughs> as Isaac astutely points, uh, suggests in the uh, the forum, you know, David Robertson could get traded. It could be a Chapman. Yankees are going to trade for reliever. We know this, right? I mean, after losing Michael King, we talked about this last week. So I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, to be honest with you. 
So the weird thing with Holmes is this exact thing happened um, against your Reds in the right before the All Star break. He had this he had this game where he just couldn't couldn't throw anything near the strike zone. His pitches moved so much that I think he just lost his release point. He had mm-hmm. four runs to the Reds, and then since then five straight scoreless outings. Yeah, uh, I know. A couple of those three strikeouts. It's weird. I just wonder if he's a guy that. Every once in a while, he loses his release point and he can't find it. And obviously, he needs to learn to find that in you know in outings rather than just losing it. But um, I don't know. I, I still think it's I still think it's got to be him for the next save. But yeah, as as someone who has seen Chapman be a little bit better this week, the last thing you needed was a huge implosion on Sunday um, to to lose a game, and that was a, that was that was a rough one. Uh, if I were you, I'd be worried just kind of the way it works too. But I still think he gets the next one. And that's my most fragile spot on my best team. Right. So, and meanwhile, my my other top reliever, Scott Barlow, had a bad weekend too. In did he, in did he, get, the, did he get the save in the ninth in the game or no? No, no. Uh, Taylor Clark stayed in the game. That's right. I did. I did see. I didn't, Clark so I didn't, I got nothing and liked it as far as that game goes. Uh, that is. That Barlow is the gave worst. up the walk off on what was it Friday? I think was that uh, the judge the judge one? I think so. Uh, yeah. And. You know, you know, and it's just, it was, it's a mess. It's just a mess right now to just trying to get any sort of saves. I got outbid on all my potential closer types uh, in that league. Uh, and I, I had very little fab to begin with there. So just, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, but, you know, I, I was never going to win Salvador Perez, but I also didn't win Pete Fairbanks. I didn't win, I'm trying to think of who the other options were uh, to go pick. I, well, we won, we won Lou Trevino. Uh, so yeah, Taylor Clark, we got, I guess we could have bid on too, but did I didn't you, want to- uh, did you go, did you guys go for Luis Garcia in San Diego after the save this afternoon? Um, we did go for Luis Garcia. And in fact, I got him in many, many leagues, none of them being the main event. Okay. The funny uh, thing I- is in my, uh, one of my, I think it was my online, uh, I won Luis Garcia for six. Someone else bid 23 on the other Luis Garcia. And I'm very curious if that was in, Intentional going for the infielder, or they messed up the name because there's three Luis Garcias. I would, I'll never know, but I was I was wondering if that was a uh, that was a misclick or the, they actually wanted the infielder. I was it's hard to tell because the infielder obviously plays too. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. Pretty good. Yeah, he's a good player. But uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting. We have, we have trade line deadline coming Tuesday. Uh, obviously, the big move so far was uh, the Reds trading Luis Castilla. How did you feel about that as a Reds fan? I, I I'm not a, a big prospect guy, but it seems like the consensus on that was they did pretty well. So yes. I'm upset that they put themselves in this position where it made it it made absolute sense to trade Garcia. They put they cornered themselves in like having to trade him uh, to trade Castillo. Uh, but I am pleased with the res- with the trade itself. I think they did well uh, yeah. as far as I know. And again, I'm not. This isn't based on my own. Re- I don't do my own research. I let James Anderson do it for me. Um, and like looking at his rankings, his descriptions and what I have read here and there about the prospects. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and I don't care that we have two, you know, two more shortstops to a pretty good position in the minors because shortstops can play anywhere. Yeah. Never, you know, you get the best possible players, period. And their, um, their prospects. I mean, we, we have no idea, but obviously it seems like they got good names, guys that were ranked pretty high. Um, do you think the A's return on Frankie Montas is similar? They both have a year, like a year and change of uh, of control. Um, you know, Montas did have the shoulder issue earlier uh, this month. He has made his pitch like eight innings pretty well since then. Um, how comparable do you think uh, Castillo and Montas are? I think Montas is uh, maybe a half step back behind Castillo. I think Castillo is the best on the market because of the recency of Montas's injury. Yeah. 
I think that uh, the, the timing on that for the A's is just really bad. Yeah. I also, you know, he's been playing his wares in a much better pitcher's ballpark than Castillo has over the la- over recently too. And I think, you know, I, seeing Castillo pitch in Seattle should be really good. Yeah. I mean, of course, he's first one he's going to is facing the Yankees, but uh, his first start. But that's right. Um, and Montas I, was significantly better last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Castillo has been better this year. And the, the ballpark thing is a, is a huge change. I mean, that's uh, pitching in Oakland Cincinnati is, is not quite as far away as you can get now that Castillo's going to Seattle is pretty close, but it's, it's pretty far away. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. We have, we'll have some moves here coming up. Uh, you know, it seems like the, the big moves, I don't know if, uh, who knows if a Juan Soto deal gets done. We got Frankie Montas, but I think it's all going to be all the smaller rooms are really going to affect us fantasy wise. I mean, Juan Soto getting traded, you know, you're not taking him in that lineup. It doesn't affect anything. Same with Montas, but it's these closers, just these middle relievers, guys that get moved, guys that come out of their roles. Um, you know, maybe someone, uh, you know, like someone gets traded for like yeah, Seattle trades for Castillo. Who knows who comes out of the rotation? Could it be George Kirby? Could it be someone else? Maybe Kirby, the bullpen. It's just those secondary things that are going to affect a lot of our fancy lineups. Yeah, they are. Um, and that's always the fun thing. It's like, you know, I was talking about this with Jeff Zimmerman on Thursday, you know, we paid so much attention to where the new players are going and all that, but we also need to pay attention to the opportunities created in the wake of these. For trades. sure. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, uh, I, when I, and I was looking at bids tonight, I was like, well, you know, this really works if they trade Ian Happ, if they trade Wilson Contreras, if they trade Jesus Aguilar, like a lot of the names that are out there, you know, who gets the, who, who it's third and suddenly gets all the ABs or it's pretty darn important uh, when, when someone leaves. Yep. Yep. Um, from the Reds perspective, Jake Fraley should have a lot more value going yeah. for it. Just got activated. I think he's going to be, uh, uh, someone who's going to get a little bit more playing time in a good ballpark. And I've always thought he's got a semblance of skill. I think I rostered him in the main event to begin with and then had to drop him when he got hurt. Yeah. yeah added a little, him back uh, in that same league. Little, uh, little pop, little speed. Now going to a significantly better ballpark is a pretty, uh, pretty nice change. Yeah. Now he, let's say, I hope he can stay healthy for two months. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, last year with the with the Mariners, he did have ten steals and nine home runs in half a season. So you know, you can the batting average wasn't good, but you, you speed power combo guys are hard to find, and Juanio Cincinnati is is really nice. Do you have a feeling on if Soto gets traded, where he goes? Uh, the where he goes, I don't have a feeling on. I mean, I can I can read everybody else's tweets, but uh, I, it seems like San Diego is, it's mentioned the most. Uh, we're seeing in the forum here that Uncle Ted suggests it's going to be Texas. Uh, that's one I hadn't heard a whole lot about, but. I don't know. We'll see. Anything can happen. Ken, uh, Rose, Ken Rosenthal had a top five, most likely it's in Texas, was fifth. Okay. Um, so St. Louis, I know, has the prospects. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody, anybody that's not like like our Reds and our A's to be right. putting throwing their, their hat in the ring right now. Yeah. Um, it, it's got to be that level of bad before you, you shouldn't try. I mean, if you got any chance to win this year, you should do it. Do you think it happens? Do you think he gets moved? Um, I, I felt stronger earlier uh, that he would, but this is also one that is going to ne- almost necessarily go down to the wire. Also, um, if you look at like past trade deadlines, it's always the last day when all the trades finally get. team like these GMs need a deadline like we do when, when we're writing our articles. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I was a little surprised the Castillo one happened. I guess they were trying to get him for his next start. I know Montas starts Tuesday, so that doesn't really impact that. But uh, yeah. yeah, it always just uh, you know we we get nothing, and then like 15 minutes left, you get a bunch of a uh, bunch of moves. I saw a couple of uh, you know GMs and other people think it's going to be a pretty wild trade deadline. I, I, I hope so as a, as a baseball fan. Those days are yep. always fun when it's, when it's pretty yep. wild. So. Even if it hurts me, I'm still yeah. – because and it could very well hurt me in terms of closers. Yeah. I've got Robertson in one main. I've got Barlow and Holmes in the other, as we discussed. You know, 
they could easily all be affected. I don't think Barlow gets dealt, but you never know. Yeah, my biggest concern is that Seattle trades for somebody and Seawald kind of get pushed back down to the seventh eighth, and that would hurt. That would hurt me a lot. Um, Which but, they already uh, would. They could do anyhow on like they, just because they that's Scott Service being Scott Service. Yeah, too. I mean, Dio, Dio Castillo went in the aisle, which helped a little bit because he's kind of been like getting that night. It was weird. Seawald got like seven saves in three and a half weeks at one point, and then suddenly he was pitching the eighth inning. And so there's no rhyme or reason there. But if they had a, you know, they had a big name guy, that would uh, that'd be tough right there. So. Um, you're, uh, we talked about uh, last week. We were talking about Bryce Harper, important for your main event team. You know, will the Phillies be in it? Uh, good week for the Phillies week. They won yeah. five games in a row, um, moved into the third uh, third wild card slot now. So they are they are definitely very much in the mix. You got to think that uh, Harper is a full go to try and get back in the moment. Yeah, absolutely, and that's huge. And Dombrowski, you know, he's going to make moves to try to contend. They're a they're a weirdly strange, dangerous team in the playoffs. If they get there, when you go, you can go Nola and and Zach Wheeler as your as your one two, like two of the what six or seven best pitchers in the National League right now. Um, that's pretty huge in a playoff series. Or you, you get you get that one game playoff to be tough. You get a short series, they're tough. Um, I don't know if they can. I, I I don't know if they're quite deep enough to compete with some of the big boys. But uh, when you can throw two aces out there, it's pretty valuable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. By the way. Uh... Just to circle back to Soto real quick. This is a question that Josh asked, and I want to answer it real quick. Why would the Rangers trade those stud pitchers like Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter when they aren't even positioned to win this year? It's a good question. Um, but they spent on Seager. They spent on Semyon. They spent on John Gray. This is a team that has designs on winning not just this year but before. I mean, you get it's not just this year with Soto. You get two more years with Soto. Yep. So generational players only come around generationally and you don't get that many opportunities to go and get them so if you feel like you have the package to get them and that's going to make you a better team and then you do it yeah and you hope he enjoys it likes it maybe you get an extension before he becomes a free agent too so there's a lot right. of reasons doing he's 23 like you said two more years uh there's a lot of reasons it's it's not a rental type guy so there's a lot there's a lot of different teams that could be in the mix but someone earlier mentioned boston and i was like oh boston's kind of out of it but you're right man it's two more years it's uh you slot him in Fenway Park for a couple of years, it'd be huge. So there's, it, it opens it up to a lot of teams. Yeah, I, I doubt Boston does it just because of their sloth otherwise recently. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, they did sign Story. I mean, it wasn't complete sloth. But, I mean, yeah, they need pitching a lot. Same yeah. same with St. Louis. That's another, like, drawback for St. Louis going after us because yeah. St. Louis needs pitching. We talked about this earlier. They don't even have, like, an obvious who's, who's your ace. Yep. They don't have an ace. Yeah, I assume I assume Wainwright throws a, a one game playoff, but like, yeah, is it is it two out of three now? Is it one game? Is it two out of three in the first round now? That's what it is. Right? Well, no, it, the, you know, remember the top two teams get a buy, so I think it's three out of five now. And oh, I got to double check on the structure. But. Do those two teams? Those two teams just chill for a week then? Yeah, I'll keep talking and we'll, we'll look it up and we'll figure it out there. I should know this, but I don't. I just yeah, know there just... are buy, the top two seeds get a buy. I do know that. Yeah, I know the it's not a, there's no more one game playoffs. There's nothing like that. They will use tiebreakers. It's a it's a it's a three game series. Thank you. Yeah, there so you it's go. a three. Two top two teams get a bye, and then the division winner plays one of the wild cards or two wild cards. He plays other, but two out of three. So that way they mm-hmm. can go quick, and you can go if the season ends on whatever day, you can go five days later. Those team teams don't have to sit around for too long. Yeah. But let's uh, let's jump into week eighteen. It's uh, it's a big number. I can't believe we're flying through. We got two months left in the season. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the season for sure. Big week this week. We've got three teams with eight games. We have the Padres, the Rockies, and the Mets with eight. So if you have Padres, Rockies, and Mets, make sure you get them in. If you can pick people up still, I'd pick up some guys there. You have 12 other teams with seven games. Our lowly A's, uh, you don't pick anybody up there anyway, but they have only five games. So if uh, you are you rely on uh, 
I guess if you have Sean Murphy, you're probably playing him anyway, but you have a, you know, a Seth Brown, Chad Pinder, those types, uh, probably a good week to uh, either pick someone else up or, uh, or bench those guys. Or say if you perhaps picked up Lou Trevino as your option number 17 among 18 or something like that. That that implies he's on the A's on, uh, on Tuesday, Jeff. Well, I, I, as much as I love our A's, I have a hard time imagining someone saying, let me trade for that guy. I, I can't fathom it, but I tend to get surprised by teams all the time. But I, I can't I, fathom it either. And they don't uh, they don't play till Tuesday night, so you'll know to put him in your lineup or not if he gets you know mm-hmm. if he gets dealt to somebody and he's the sixth inning guy. At least you just you just sit him and drop him. But uh, right. they don't play till Tuesday. And then over the weekend, they only have two games against the Giants, so it's uh, they have a weird uh, it's a, you know, the interleague the way the numbers work uh, two game series. So it should never be a two game series on the weekend. Dodgers yeah. and Angels did that right before the break. And I thought it was just an all star game thing. But yeah, the A's and Giants are off on Friday, believe it or not. So terrible. I think the Cubs and White Sox had a, had a series like that, yeah, too. Now so that too. I think about it. Um, some good offensive schedules before we jump into Fab here. The Padres is a, is a really good week this week. They have uh, five against Colorado. You love that uh, always. But they do have three against L.A. They had Gonsolin, Andrew Heaney, and Tyler Anderson. So they do miss Kershaw and Rias. But uh you know, still good pitchers there. But anytime you get five against Colorado, even if you're in San Diego, that's a, that's a good setup there. Um, I really like Milwaukee this week. They're one of the few teams that did not have seven that I really like. They are three at Pittsburgh and three home against Cincinnati. That is a prime week to use some players. I think I think the Brewers are kind of a sneaky team as we score a lot of runs. Yeah, uh, I get that. I feel like the they play the Brewers play the Pirates like every other week. Um, it, <laughs> it, it seems that way. Yeah, next year that won't happen, but. Uh, because of the more balanced get schedule that we're going to have, that the number of divisional games are going to get cut down. Josh Johnson asked the Chaz, are player to be picked up in the next 35 minutes might be impacted by trade moves this week. I would pick uh, I don't know how big your league is, but I would pick up uh, Felix Bautista in Baltimore. Um, if they trade Jorge Lopez, I think Felix Bautista not only slots in there, would be really good slotting in there too. I like it. Yeah. Although he gave one up today, I think, he did. Uh, to I think Drury. He, yeah, it was only one run though. Right? Ah, who gets Brandon Drury out? Nobody. Nobody. They can trade him. I mean, we talked about it last week. They have to. They have peak, to try. Peak of the freaking value, right? Never going to yeah. be higher. Yeah. Never. Uh, so my, the Rangers have a good schedule this week too. We talked about. We're talking about them and, and Juan Soto earlier. They have seven games at home. Uh, three against Baltimore. Four against the White Sox. They do get uh, Dylan Cease in that uh, in that second series, but uh, lines up really nicely with them for seven home games. Uh, the Astros probably not to pick up there, but they have three against Boston. Four against Cleveland. Nines lines up well. And the White Sox probably one of the better schedules. They're three against Kansas City, four at Texas. There's a lot of uh, a lot of really good uh, streamer plays this week. A lot of guys you pick up playing a daily league. A lot of guys you can pick up for for series. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's three. There's like three or four double headers too. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of action in, the, in in daily leagues for sure. Yeah, and then the trade deadline on a day when there's gonna be uh, 16 games because there's that double header. That's the day of the double header between the uh, Rockies and the Padres. That's the only day game that day, by the way. Uh, but it's weird to have the trade deadline right before like a whole a complete full right. slate of games. Yeah. It's tough for those, for those games. the guys that play Monday, you're going to have them in your lineup. If someone gets traded away, they don't mm-hmm. show up till Friday. There's going to be a lot of zeros taken by a lot of people too. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into fab. Uh, we kind of, we kind of talked about that at the, at the opening a little bit. Uh, Sal Perez was available in both of my main events. He was 90, 79% uh, rostered there. So I was a, uh, I was, uh, you know, on the on the good side of the odds there that uh, he was available. Both my was available both my online championships too. He was sixty percent owned there. Um, obviously, Perez was out for a long time, uh, but came back quickly. Like it's, it wasn't like a ramp up kind of like all of a sudden he was in the lineup on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. I think we thought it was maybe another week or two. I looked at him last week and 
I just had so many injuries. I needed live bodies. I couldn't take the, I couldn't take that. I didn't want to take a zero at catcher. So looking back, obviously a mistake there, but uh, I didn't bid on him heavily in my, my Vegas main. I'm, I'm, I'm up like 20 home runs and like 50 RBIs in the rest of the league. So it just didn't make sense to, to go crazy on him. I knew he was going to go for a lot of money. I put in a keep him honest bid, but nowhere close. Right. But my other league uh, got good pitching, have uh, really need some power, need some, need some RBIs. RBIs is my weakest category. Uh, Jeff, I got, uh, I, I moved it around. We talked about it last night. I ended up at 166. Uh, winning bid was 169. So I'm fairly, oh despondent. no, I'm fairly despondent at the moment. I told you 175. Did you? I don't, I, I remember you were in that, you were in that range. I was in, I, so I had 266 left and I had a couple other bids and I figured if I win them, I, you know, leave myself with about 80 bucks. So I kind of played it that way. Um, 175 would have been a better bid, Jeff. It would have been. I mean, he was available in both my mains, but I didn't have that sort of coin. In fact, how, how much did he go for there? I'm curious. Uh, so May, Vegas main, he went for 224, and someone had 219. See, I would have been so I would have felt so much better if someone went. Yeah, right. I was if, I could I was never going that high, so I would have felt so much better. In both leagues, he went for more than I had. So in the electric, uh, the online, uh, we like to call it JT and Tim, JE, which me, Tim Schuler, Tim S. TS2 electric boogaloo. Um, he went 110 to 107. We had wow. double digits. 110 is 110 is low. Uh, just because people spend a lot good amount of money. Uh, that's that the lowest. Uh, he was available all four of my even the online. So he went for a lot more than that. So that was, I, uh, that's I did get him in an online Scott though. For how much? 213. I, I originally was at 175. I bumped it up to 213. 175 would have sufficed. Runner up was 168. I also got Luis Garcia in that league. I got Luis Garcia in every league except for the mains. Uh, Pod- Padres, Luis Garcia. Yes, yes. Not that there's three of them out there. Uh, I got I got yeah. Perez in one of my onlines too for one thirty three. But the mm-hmm. online I really needed him more. I got outbid, but he went for two seventy seven. I wasn't uh, I wasn't close to that. I wasn't. Right. Uh, I was I was pretty high in that. I was over two hundred in that one, and I wasn't even the backup bid. So it's uh, it's funny how it works. It's uh, it's uh, you know the leagues you need guys in, and you get someone that goes crazy on them, but. Uh, frustrating in my main event um that could be one that comes back to haunt me if he you know has 35 rbis in the next two months that would be uh pretty bad my catchers are okay there so it's not like i'm you know throwing out a zero as it is but uh that's uh that's a big one that's the first like really fab hurt i've had this year yeah that's a big one too yeah it does hurt uh i mean you're not going to get a player anywhere near that in free agency the rest of the year i mean he's who the, would he have replaced again uh carson kelly Who's hitting like 370 this month, but obviously just a hot month. I mean, it's it's a a significant difference between Perez and Carson Kelly. I fully admit. The Arizona Diamondbacks. This was on Friday. Um, had the fifth highest wOBA, uh, or I think it was WRC plus in the last 30 days. I, st- I still can't believe the Rays were fourth. That was my guess for the worst, and they were. You told me they yeah. were fourth. I was shocked yeah. by that because it seems like they roll out kind of a weak line every night and don't score any runs. Apparently, they they gotten hot in July. Yeah, they did. Um, well, Josh Rojas has been really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, Alec Thomas has had his moments. He, he's he's kind of underwhelming, but Carson, they trade away Car- Carson Kelly's Carson Kelly's been really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, they rallied to get all the way up to fourth place in the NOS, so good for them. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know they. But the thing is, they are uh, they're interesting. So uh, you know, yeah, I I think Kelly. You know, you'll be fine with Kelly. I mean, at least it wasn't like you had a total zero there. Like yeah. in one of my leagues. Well, I, I, he might not be a total zero, but he would have replaced Perez would have replaced Jan Gomes, which, you know, he might Gomes's profile, I presume is going to improve in about yeah. two days, but we'll see so. what happens with the Cubs. If they, that's the thing I'm getting impatient. I want these trades to happen now. 
it, I mean, it's so weird. They've had like three different moments where it's, you know, Wilson Contreras last at bat at Wrigley. And then today it was like last game, everybody's hugging him after the game in San Francisco. And uh, I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion, but we know things don't always work out exactly like that. But Right. So other other than Sal Perez, uh, we had some a couple of interesting names. Uh, I want to run a couple by. There are a couple of corner infielders I was interested in this week, um, both Lewin Diaz in Miami. Uh, looking mm-hmm. at him, his it's an interesting minor league profile. He uh, he played uh, a half season last year in the minors and a half season this year in the minors, and combined for uh, thirty nine home runs in that uh, in that uh, amount of time. Hit uh, hit about two fifty. The thing I really liked about him is the strikeout rate is really low. Usually, you see these guys like we talked about last week with with uh, Prado and JJ Blade. You know, a lot of power, but a ton of swing and miss. We're to how that translate in the majors, but. Um, you know, Lewin Diaz is a, was 19.2% strikeout rate in 2021 in AAA, uh, 20.4% this year. He's not super young. He's 25, but been right. hitting, he's been hitting third this week for the Marlins. I think they trade a couple guys probably this week too. So I think the playing time will be um, pretty easily there. I think they may trade Jesus Aguilar and, you know, that what opens it wide up. I think he probably plays anyway. He's playing, you know, if he DHs, they're playing him over Jesus Sanchez right now for good reason. Um, I really like Diaz this week. If you need power, I think he's a guy that will do it without killing your batting average. Yeah, funny thing is he hasn't done it so far in this call-up, even he despite batting third. But I mean, he, look, he's got an ISO over twenty, you know, over twenty percent, uh, you know, every time in the minors. Funny thing is, last year he he flopped in this call-up. This is his third call-up, and I think yep. it may be one of the reasons why people are a little bit colder to picking him up this time. Uh, he only had like he only had twenty-five hits, but eight of them were homers last year in in his call-up. So. Uh, he can slug. We know that the power there is legit power. It's just a question of can he make good contact. Yeah, and it feels like the Marlins are going with let the kids play. Let's see, we got these final two months. They called up. We talked about Lede. Yeah. Um, they called up Max Meyer, but then he eventually obviously got hurt. But uh, it's been. Uh, I think they're going. Uh, they're going youth movement. They're going to play these guys or call them to play. So I do. I do like that one. Obviously, you know, it's uh, we're, we're talking about South Perez. We're dropping way down to anybody else, but. Uh, the other guy I liked uh, was 64% uh, rostered in the main event and a lot lower in the 12s. Ezekiel Duran in Texas. Um, he uh, he he went back to, or he went he got hurt he went back down they got called back up. Um, he's just a guy that I think is pretty solid. He was uh, 13 home runs, 10 stolen bases so far this year in Double A AA and Triple A. Hit mm-hmm. about 300. He's playing every day for the Rangers. Uh, there's 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 open spots there. You know Josh Smith has not done a lot. If Corey Seager goes to the IL, then Josh Smith moves to short. Duran can play third base pretty easily. Um, I think we're going to get a pretty good run of at-bats for a guy that uh, in a 15-teamer is going to be pretty solid. He had the big hit in the ninth inning today uh, against the Angels. uh, Yeah, off of Iglesias. Uh, You know, Duran came over in the Gallo trade uh, last year uh, from the Yankees, if I recall correctly. How Uh, How has that worked out for the Yankees so far? Oh, boy. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, Did you you read Gallo's interview this week in The Athletic? I did not. What did did he say? It was actually really impressive. Like, just like full ownership. Like, I've been terrible – I feel bad. I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing them right. It's just, you rarely get a guy. I was waiting for like a whole list of excuses. He pretty much said, I've sucked. It's my fault. I've been bad. And it's just, it was actually kind of refreshing. So he made me like him more for sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. But it also means it's weighing on him a lot too. It, you uh, could tell. It might it be is, too nice. You could tell him it's yeah. weighing on him more than a lot. It's weighing on him a ton. Like you could tell, I mean, he's so bad. You can see, if you tell him every at bat, uh-huh. he's just, he's, it was weighing on him. It was, it was, it was good, but you could tell it's bugging. Yeah. Um, corner, or uh, that's the corner infielders that uh, that I was kind of shooting. Middle infielders, we had a uh, a lead Miss Diaz is playing a lot in Houston. You might talked about him last night because he homered, I think, uh, th- two or three times over the weekend. Uh, Gene Segura was available in thirty five percent of the twelve teamers. He's uh, scheduled to play, uh, be back with the Phillies on Tuesday after the uh, the sixty day IL. 
Um, sounds like he's getting ready. He's been playing in the, in, in minor league games. So our, in, yeah, rehab starts. Uh, I was all over Seguro where he's available because I, I really like him as a player. I do too. Um, it'll be interesting because Bryson Stotts had some moments. Uh, for yeah, this after, team. after being really bad for a while, he has had a couple of, uh, of really big significant. Although his overall line is terrible it's still. Bad. I'm just it's looking. Bad. I, no, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. I, I guess I deluded myself into thinking he was doing better all along, but no, he's he's not. So it's okay. Easy I mean, bench. And maybe is, you just sit DD every once in a while. I was going to say, does DD need to play every day? Because I he's been really bad for two years now. Yeah. And that isn't even accounting for his defense. DD has one homer this year. One. Oof. And he's got wow, well, he's 219 plate appearances too. Or 20, 224 after today. It's not like he was out a bunch. That's that's brutal. Woof. Woof. Get, that's do horrible. Do you think Yankee Stadium helped Didi Gregorius when he was there? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a touch. Dude had 27 bombs in 2018. That's uh that's pretty crazy. I think everybody was helped in 2018 and 19 there too. I was I was I, I was laughing at Yankee Stadium this week. I think Judge and LeMahieu each had a homer that were um, unicorns, so home runs in only one park, and that was uh, they both had one. I think judges yesterday oh. and Lemayhew's today. Yeah, I tweeted about the Lemayhew one. It was oh, the most DJ Lemayhew Yankee Stadium homer ever. Just Granted, drifted and drifted. Oh, it's out. Judges yeah. was judges was a freaking rocket, like 107 miles an hour, but it was just a yeah. line drive that went to the first row. It's like literally a home run in one of 30 parks, but it's just uh, most yeah. of judges are uh, are pretty. Lit- Both the judges were pretty legit for sure. Sorry, lost, um, head, lost headphones there for a second. Yeah. So, you know, judges on a bonds pace right now. And every time I, every time someone like tweets out the pace, he homers again and the pace goes up. It's, it's an insane, it's an insane season right now. Do you think he's the MVP right now? Yeah. I don't know. Every time Otani pitches, his odds get lower. I got to look right. and see what the latest odds are. Judge, Judge became the favorite like on Wednesday this week for the first time. Yeah. Well, he was for the favorite almost all season long. And then Otani just went through this crazy stretch. As I remember uh, at one point you could get Otani five to one. Oh, wow. Uh, and, you know, and this was when I had Chris Welsh on the show and he and Bogman were talking about it. Like, these are sick odds. You better jump on Otani while you can. Uh, and you know, the thing is the angels are just so bad. You know, they were the answer to that question, by the way, for people who aren't, uh, who aren't, who aren't dialed in, uh, didn't see that on Twitter. Um, uh, the last 30 days, they have far and away the worst Woba WRC plus WRC striking plus out 64 as a team or something like that. Yeah. Oh. They're, they, they, they're, as a team, they're striking out 30% of the time. I mean, that seems, that's, that's like a really high rate for a guy who strikes out on their whole team is like, it's just, for a whole month, that's nuts. It is. It's it's really awful. My uh, uh, my other favorite stat for July was today, the last day of July, Josh Winkowski was the first Boston Red Sox starting pitcher to get a win the entire month. Yeah. Uh, it would have been it would have been like the only the third time ever or something that they went a team went a whole month and he got a win. But it was uh it, it, was, it was a crazy, crazy bad month for the for the Red Sox. Um so what about uh, what about outfielders in Fab this week? Uh, I really like Jake McCarthy in Arizona. Um, playing. Tell me lot. more about him because I, I I put him lower in my list that Shu uh, Shu and I were talking about. Tell me more about him. I just I mean I like the fact that he runs. I, he's a little bit little bit of pop. He was uh, five home runs, eleven stolen bases in in uh, AAA this year. But uh, batting average guy. He only has been under two sixty once in the minor leagues. So I like that it comes with a pretty decent floor there. Um, he struck out a lot in his uh, his major league uh, stint. So he got uh, he came up last year, struck out thirty percent of the time, twenty eight percent of the time uh, this year in the majors. But he was thirteen percent in the minors. He was uh, he was in low twenties last year. So I think that uh, maybe he adjusts second time through. But 
I think mostly playing time. Now that Peralta's uh, been traded, I think McCarthy's going to play uh, play every day. Um, I just like anyone with that has a little bit of, a little bit of speed and a little bit of power. I think it's a nice a nice combo there. Yeah. Um, and he's he hasn't he hasn't done a ton yet, but uh, I think that uh, if he sells in the lineup, uh, had two hits today. I do like that as a guy. I'm just you know I'm looking for in a 15 teamer. I'm really looking for playing time uh, more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I get that there. Um, and you know the thing is, it's you're going to unearth these possibilities, these playing time opportunities for play, yep. uh, players on bad teams, and that makes sense. Yeah, and guys like that, uh, you know, they fall in playing time. Another, another guy is uh, someone in the chat asked if they should pick up Sal Perez off waivers. The answer to that is yes. If you missed earlier in the show, <laughs> I would pick him up. If you're in the league and you just pick guys up, I would do it right now. I uh, leave the podcast, go pick him up, and then come back. Um, other outfielders, the same kind of thing. Uh, you know, opportunity is, is Kyle Isbell in in Kansas City. Andrew Benintendi got traded to the Yankees. Uh, he's playing a lot. Edward Olivares is on the IL at the moment. Uh, any other outfielders you like? Did you like Isbell? Uh, there, I heard some talk about Nelson Velasquez in Chicago. You know, Ian Happ gets traded. He gets a lot of playing time. There was Jake McCarthy. There's Trace Thompson in LA. Uh, Cal yep. Mitchell got called back up by the Pirates. Any of those? Uh, any of those outfielders you guys were aggressive about? I was. I was mostly on a McCarthy and Lewin Diaz. But who would you guys like? We're looking. Oh, at? I mentioned Fraley. That's another one too. No, I like that um, one too. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you who we are bidding on because it's it's easier to say that and try to scroll down to find the guy I actually added um because we got a bit on everybody this week but paul de young was a guy i was paying attention to i know not an outfielder but just you're looking for a guy that's homer the last two days he's back uh cardinals could use him a little bit uh that that that, that was a possibility uh mccarthy was on our list will myers is coming back sometime soon Chaz mccormick's been getting more playing time he was a, he, he was in my waterfall also mccormick i, I do yeah. like him and he's playing just about every day now yeah, he is. Uh, watch to see what the Astros do, because I still think they're going to trade for at least one hitter, be it catcher or outfield. Um, and they got a kid named Pedro Leon who's in uh, AAA that might get the call at some point, too. Do you think uh, so you, so you think a kind of a not thinking Michael Brantley's coming back? Uh, we need an outfielder kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. And, who you know, can we play Michael Brantley every day in the outfield is the other thing. I mean, I, and it's, he, it's interesting you say that. I look at the bottom half of their lineup, and the top six is obviously fantastic. But then you go right. McCormick, Myers, and Maldonado, and the bench is Corey Lee, Aledmus Diaz, who's been good, Dubon, and J.J. Matevich, who I can always I always mess up his name. But sure, they could use – I mean, their their top six is so good that makes up for it. But, yeah, they could use probably one more outfield bat, especially if Brantley is uh, – the, the injury lingers long-term here. Yeah, for sure. Someone in the chat asked about uh, Luis Renjifo, Jeff. You and I were talking about him last yeah. night. I'm going to get. I'm gonna let you get that one. How do you feel about him uh, the rest of the way here? He's hitting third, right? Hitting third. He's he's hitting for some average. He's uh, and he can run. Uh, that's the thing I like. I like he's second and short eligible. Uh, I mean, he, he's 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 not a he's not a dude. He's but he's, he's he can play a little bit. Uh, you know, finding a guy that gets you maybe five homers and seven or eight stolen bases the rest of the way. I'd take that. Yeah, that that's probably the peak of his value. But yeah, he's got a chance to do that. And hitting third, he's probably going to fall into runs and RBIs. Even though the lineup is bad, they're not scoring a lot of runs. You know, at least he hits often. He's there. He's in the middle. You know, Taylor Ward is maybe he can get it back going. Otani's obviously awesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe Trout comes back, although I think we're a ways away from that. Although he might – sounds like he let's, might be swinging later this week. Yeah, let's talk Trout for a second because we didn't really talk since the news came out about that it was – actually like this rare back problem and uh you know he's gonna come back sometime this year it went it went from having a cortisone shot and 
you know, I guess we'll put him on the IL. Okay, he'll be out the minimum. Okay, well, actually it takes two weeks for this quarter zone shot to take effect. Oh, actually he's got this rare back problem and he'll play at some point this year. Yeah, That's he's, almost he's, a cut in some leagues. It's so hard. The, the news today was he's beginning, quote, rotational exercises on Wednesday. Yes, I, on I, Wednesday. I, would, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't mind some of those. And clear to be, could we start swinging a bat soon thereafter was the quote. Like, yeah. I don't know what the hell that means. And once he does, like how long we're talking about, but more than anything, when we talk about when we talked about with Bryce Harper and the Phillies, like the Phillies are in the mix. Like they, they're not going to rush Bryce Harper back, but as soon as he's ready, he's in lineup, he's playing every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Angels are 24 games out. They're 16 games out of 500. Their season is over. Like, yep, there is, is no way in hell they're pushing him back. I mean, look, you look at last year. He had the calf injury. And once they were out of it, he just kind of shut it down. Like, I, I think if they were in the mix, he probably would have come back last year. And it's like, what, what am I doing this for? I'm not going to risk it, make it worse long term. Let's get ready for next year. I'd just be worried about that. I'd be worried about the, the operation shutdown on September 1st because there's no point in bringing him back. Yeah, I agree. 100% agree. I mean, everything is – Every single thing in, in Anaheim right now is negative. I mean, the yeah. whole like, oh, you know, we'll listen to, we'll, we'll not hang up on you when you call to ask a trade for Otani. I mean, he's a, you know, I, he kind of snuck up on us that he's got one more year after yeah. this. Um, you know, it, it's. Do you think there's any way, any way they move him this week? I don't. I, I didn't until I heard the, like, some, you know, like, okay, it's credible. At least they're going to listen. But I think it's going to take a long time to put a value on this. But, you know, and unlike Soto, he's a little, he's older and, you know, he, he's got one year. You're only getting one year out of him, a year and two months. So, I mean, yeah, I mean. It's this, a, uh, I'll call it a fairly unique skill set, though. I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> what could we do with him? I don't know. Is there a team that can't use Shohei Otani? Probably yeah. not. I don't, I don't think they move him and I don't, definitely don't think they move him. I just thought some of the Dodgers. I can't imagine they deal him in, in the city like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, someone asked about uh, David Peralta in, in Tampa Bay. I'm not a fan of that for him. Um, I don't love people hitting in that ballpark, and I just think they platooned him a bunch. I'm, uh, I'm probably, uh, I'm probably not in on uh, someone. Uh, Peralta, someone I liked over the years. I think he just probably, uh, probably platoons a little bit too much the way that Tampa plays. So I'm probably uh, not really in on David Peralta in Tampa. Yeah, you know it's funny because I'm in an AL only league in Tout Wars, right? And uh, I was sitting fourth. Oh, in- that's that's Luis Castillo then. Yeah, but I was sitting fourth in Fab, so I knew oh, okay. I wasn't going to get him, even though he'd be a perfect fit for my team. But uh, you know, I, I maxed out my bid just in case. Uh, you know, it, it didn't get him. In fact, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Mike Podhorzer from Fangraphs uh, bid nine hundred and forty. Second place person Rob Leibowitz had nine thirty nine in his budget, and he bid it basically. Right. Um, and so yeah, it was. It, it's like he went to the mat for it there. But I was wondering, I speculated, is, are, is, are they going to go to the mat for uh, Peralta? Because you never know if there's anybody else good coming over the AL. Yeah. And it could be Juan Soto. Like, you're not only someone good, but you potentially have someone that is a legit. Or Wilson Contreras. Yeah, Contreras you know, huge, too. But Rob did go to the mat for Peralta. So now I'm sitting second in fab behind Joe Sheehan. So you want uh, so you I want need two, two good players. Yeah. I need two good players to come over, and I'm going to get one of them. But, oh, you'll get you'll get two good players. I mean, who knows how good, but you'll get two. I guess they have to move NLA. You'll get two players that are there, definitely. You, there's no guarantee of that. There, yeah. There's one year where like the person that had the hammer had to spin it on Travis Snyder. Um yeah, you know, it, it can yeah, it they can could they that. could deal Contreras in the in the in the same league. Obviously. Soto could go easily to the Padres. Yeah. Padres, you know, Dodgers, something like that. In yeah. fact, all the 
most of the teams I've heard are National League teams. I mean, it doesn't sound like yeah. the Yankees are in on them, so we'll see. Yeah, the problem is you might end up with like a you know picking up David Bednar as a setup guy or something like that. Yeah. Might be your might be your answer something like. But that. Uh, but I share your opinion on Peralta. In fact, I put a bid on him, but I had it like I wasn't going to max out on him. Um, but I, I share the platoon concerns. They did send down Josh Lowe. That does help a little bit. Uh, but the hitting background, blah blah blah, all these sort of things. Boy, like, boy, has Josh Lowe just been a complete mess? Yeah, although he, this weekend he had like two stolen bases, I think. And, you know, just like last time, right before he got called down, he did a little something yeah. to show us this talent. I mean, but the Rays, it's been a weird year for the Rays. I mean, it Lowe's has. been a mess. Um, who was it? Um, the second base prospect. Bruhan? Uh, yeah, Bruhan is a total utter mess. Yep. Uh, they've had so many injuries this year. They're still in the wildcard hunt. I mean... They always they always seem to find uh, find a way somehow. Although uh, Shane McClanahan got beat by the by the Guardians today, which surprised me. Yes, he me. did. But, uh, last guy I want to ask you about before we get into some pitching. Um, the uh, the the uh, the wonder that was James Outman today. I, I don't want to call him Josh Outman because Josh Outman and I have had personal issues. <laughs> uh, That's right. I forgot about that. Josh Outman, my my least favorite player in baseball history. Um, but one James, of the least apt named pitchers of all time. Yes, very true. And you hope that James Outman is also uh, least apt. Uh, you don't want him to be an Outman either. Now that he's an offensive player, but yeah. uh, debuted today for the Dodgers. Uh, homered, had a double, had a single, it was a triple side of the cycle. There was a cool clip. Uh, I guess his fiance was was filming from the seats behind home and they kind of linked it together with the actual broadcast. It was a pretty cool little clip, but um, he was not available in NFBC leagues because he just got called today. You have to be, uh, they had to be on the roster before this morning. Uh, Mm -hmm. But someone that has been very good in, in triple A or double A, double A and triple A for the Dodgers, uh, especially good in double A. He was 16 home runs, seven, seven stolen bases there, hit 300. The average was rough in triple A, hit 225. Uh, I looked at his strikeouts and I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm I, like friends and family. You can go pick them up there. That's a daily league we play on Yahoo. Um, the strikeout rates are all like above 25% to the minors. I think he's going to struggle his first time through. Oh, a hundred percent. It's, this is, it's a good story that he made the majors. I'm happy yeah. for him and his fiance. Uh, seventh round pick in 2018. You always want to see a guy like that. Make the, get it, get to the show uh, and then have a great debut. That, that's even cooler. Oh, he got the awesome. debut in Coors Field, did it in the service of Tony Gonsolin, so that was good. And he got he got a W, a Coors Field W, oh, yeah. which people were complaining nice. about Gonsolin today. Man, I'll take that line in Coors Field. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I mean, just see what happened to Kershaw yesterday. I mean, you know, you get one bad inning, he gives up five hits in a row, and boom! Now he's not get the win, he gets the loss, gets you know bad outing, can happen really quickly there. Yeah, three um, runs, three runs, some strikeouts, and a win. I'm happy to get the heck out of there, Gonsolin, on that one. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, good for him. And I, I, I haven't looked to pick him up anywhere where I could. Um, yeah, me I don't view him as a prospect. I view him as a good story feeling. But you know what? I looked at Matt, Max Muncy the same way at one point in time. Yeah. And the Dodgers just so deep too. Like it just not, he's not the playing time's not going to be there either. Especially when Chris Taylor comes back here at some point. Yep. That's right. Uh, before we get to some pitching, uh, fab, uh, fab notes, uh, a, sp- a note from our sponsors at the blue wire network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for indulging us there. Uh, Jeff, the starting pitcher market was uh, was meager as always, but there were a couple of names. Um, Domingo Herman was very readily available in 12-teamers. You and I talked about him last week because I picked him up in the main event. He was very available in 12-teamers. He has a he has a two-start week this week. Uh, how do you feel about Domingo Herman uh, moving forward here? He pitched pretty well this week. Uh, I think it was against the Mets. Yeah, um, I uh, don't – I, don't, I thought he was. He just couldn't go. Didn't go very long. I he thought threw, that he, threw, he threw four against the Mets. Yeah, struck out seven. Um, yeah, which so. I, I like to see that. <laughs> I feel like he's ramping it up, and um, you know, right now they uh, they actually with Severino out, they they need him. Uh, you and I talked about Severino earlier today. Uh, we were kind of just chatting. I ended up dropping him. Uh, all Did I read you? like four different reports, and three of them pretty much said September first is the best case scenario, and I just I couldn't do it at that point. It's it was a very tough drop in a fifteen team where I need pitching, but. Uh, it's just hard to hold a guy for a month for the thought that maybe he makes three starts. Maybe the first couple aren't that long. Maybe the last one's not that long if they're already in the playoffs. It just it was hard to see him making a, a kind of a, a bulk amount of starts that were that were valuable fantasy. <laughs> and a drop is not forever. You can yeah. always pick him back up. It's true. Someone else will probably get him before I do, but just I just felt like I was holding on for maybe one or two starts that were fantasy viable that I could use. So sure, um, tough there. Uh, did you guys uh, look at any um, Bailey Falter in uh, in Philadelphia? We did. Pitched, pitched really well this week. Uh, as I looked at him, I became more interested. I looked at his minor league numbers. Minor league numbers were really good this year. He's only 35 innings, but 30% strikeout rate, walk rate under 3%, uh, 1.5 ERA. He was really good in the minors last year, too, in 2021. But that was only 30 innings, so I went back. There's no 2020. It's kind of hard to get a real feel for him. He struggled last year when he got called up ERA-wise. The whip was decent. Um, but I kind of like what I saw. He pitched really well, um, pitched really well this week. And I think he has a good matchup this week. The Nats. Plays, the Nats. The Nats. Yeah. Home- so that was, uh, that definitely pumped up my, my interest in the fact that he has a good matchup again. This well, week. I was reading about the legends of the falter and, uh, 10 home runs and in 39 innings this year. So that's the thing that scares me. Okay. Um, but yes, he was in our list of bids. Yeah, as I as I looked, I, I kind of I could see a a glint of upside there. Bitch, seeing what he did in the minor leagues was with punching the guys out. He had a fifteen percent swing strike rate um, in his thirty five minor league innings. So I got a little more interested there. 
Um, any uh, any Jansen junk bidding for you guys? It's a terrible pitching name, but he pitched really well in his first start for the Angels. Yeah, yeah, he's not a big strikeout guy, but got a lot of strikeouts in his first start. I did get him in AL Tout Wars for cheap. Uh, it would be uh, really weird if he uh, junk threw 98 miles an hour or something like that, but he doesn't. He throws about 92, yeah. 93. Yeah, 92, 93. So, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would but be that nice doesn't make him a junk baller, but it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was kind of – the Angels are tough, too, because they have this six-man rotation. You never get a two-start week, so it's hard. you don't get the strikeout. And they're bad. There. Yep. And they're bad. To talk, you're, you're talking about wins are tough. The strikeouts, he's not a big strikeout guy. Um, he was down my list, but I did, did not end up uh, getting him. Uh, what about uh, Matt Manning? I saw some interest there. The Tigers are calling up, you know, uh, obviously a former uh, huge project, the ninth overall pick in 2016. That's some injury issues. Um, back again for another try, and uh, he's at Minnesota at home Tampa this week. Did you guys uh, go on any Matt Manning this week? Uh, we did not. Um, I did not either, by the way. I uh, I worry about uh, I worry about the walks, and I worry about his how he looked last year in the majors. I just not not sure it's right. all there yet. And this year, yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy to be proven wrong. I think I have him in a score sheet league where, but uh, you know, where, where it's like, yeah, if I get anything from him, that'd be great. Turn some sort of value into him. Uh, yeah, I mean, shoulder inflammation, biceps tendonitis. Maybe that was what's contributing to his poor numbers. Uh, although not this year, I guess he pitched okay this year, but yeah, he only he made so like two, two short starts, but last year through 85 innings, five, eight, so many walks. I mean, it was, yeah. it was the 14% walk rate or something like, or no, I guess 9% walk rate, but the strikeout rate was really low. Uh, 1.5 whip. Uh, he just, he scares me too much on another bad team. So it's hard to get wins. I just, I don't love this. I, and I don't love the at Minnesota, the Tampa Bay is nice, but I, th- this, uh, this, he scares me a lot. I would think that it would be like your rebuilding team in a keeper league. That that's that's yeah, a fine to take sense. a stab yeah. at him there. But I mean, yeah. I mean, before before his he had some injuries, he, I mean, he had some really good years in the minors, and mm-hmm. was obviously a huge prospect. And he's now twenty four. Um, anybody else starting wise? Do you guys think about uh, going back in on Yusei Kikuchi off no. the IL? He had a he had a good start. I looked at it and then I moved on. Um, I ended I, up. I think I ended up getting him in one of my one of my leagues. That means it's going to uh, work. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I doubt if you saw my pitching numbers in that league, you'd think you'd know it's not going to work. Um, a guy who has been good, uh, looked good in his first start back. I'm giving him a a, a trial run here, but uh, I'm not in for the long term. I think he faces uh he faces at Tampa Bay this week, so that, I do like that start. Uh, I think sure. know, Tampa Bay's not a start, not a team that I'm avoiding, although. Now that you told me their WRC plus is way better than I thought it was, but still not a start I'm avoiding. So I think I'm going to throw him for that one uh, with the thought that he pitches well. I'll think about the two starts the week after. Looked at, uh, was Spencer Watkins available in any of your leagues? He, uh, I think he was taken in both my main events because I did look at him. Um, he's pitched uh, pitched pretty darn well. His ERA is around four, just gets no strikeouts. Yeah. At Texas, home against Pittsburgh this week. So oh, that is nice. That's anytime, the theory. Anytime you get a Pittsburgh start, you got to like that. Yep. Um, we'll see uh, what happens with Baltimore before the trade deadline. They could be an inter- you know, they because I mean, they're theoretically in the playoff hunt, not even theoretically, they are in the playoff hunt. Uh, Spencer, the question Spencer Watkins' last five starts earned runs three, one, 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 and zero. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> That's pretty darn good. Better than I thought it was. It just every time I look at him, I see the 14% strikeout rate, and I kind of just shy away there. Yeah, well, it's it's like uh. A guy that's done well in golf, but on the strength of his putting, you just blow him off when that happens. Or list with white white receivers. I mean, he's it's the same thing. Like Wes Welker, he'll never do it. He'll never repeat that. You know, did uh, did that didn't work very well last year? No, uh, did not. Cooper Cup was pretty solid. Yes, Debo Samuel, by the way, signed a big deal. There. I love to see yeah, that. Yeah, I'm um, pretty happy about that. 
I was on. I was. He needs to get on the field, get some chemistry going with Trey. So, uh, let's jump into relievers on Fab. But first, a note from our sponsors at Caesars. The weather is heating up, and so are the promotions at Caesars Sportsbook. Today, anyone who is at least 21 years old in a licensed Caesars Sportsbook state can create a new account and redeem the Caesars Sportsbook promo code of Roto Roto 15. That's R O T O 15. The promo code gives new users a risk of a risk-free first bet up to $1,500. Visit Caesars.com slash sportsbooks or download the Caesars Sportsbook app today. And don't forget to use promo code ROTO15 when signing up. So, Jeff, I think the Tuesday deadline is going to be where we know where you know what relievers we want to pick up next week. But uh, this week, uh, Peter Fairbanks had a couple saves in Tampa. Uh, you know, that means uh, he probably won't get any for six weeks, the way that Tampa <laughs> works. But uh, we had that. We had Luis Garcia getting the save today in San Diego. I think there's a quote after the game like, he looked good today. He looked the part. You know, he'll get the next one is, is kind of how they're going. Taylor Rogers uh, gave up runs in eight of 11 outings, uh, really was struggling. So they're giving him a break from the role. It sounds like they want him to regain that role. But um, I don't know. They probably got a lot of guys, but it seems like Luis Garcia is the guy for immediately right now. Yeah, he is. Uh, I got him everywhere except for the main event where I got outbid every time. Uh, but I also had less money in those. Uh, we had less money, I should say. We, Scott. But uh, me, yes. me and Tim Schuler, I, I always – you know, I, I I tend to say I uh, too often, but uh, didn't have uh, the budget it's, there. <laughs> it's hard to find Luis Garcia on Fangraphs. You have to know what years he pitched. Oh wow! Because there's three of them, so you have to pick the right one based on the years. Oh, God. Luis Garcia is 35. I did not fully know that. I didn't either. He throws 101. Also, dude, he was yeah, he was he was like gassing it today. I looked up, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's throwing 101, 102. Um, yep. Yeah, he was uh, he was in the Phillies bullpen from 2013 to 2018. Um, some decent years in there, some really rough years in there too. Then Texas, then St. Louis. And this year so far, uh, three, two, three ERA with a pretty good strikeout rate. He's got a 25% strikeout rate. He feels like a stopgap right now kind of guy, but you never know with closers. Guys can run with that a little bit. Yeah, they can. Um, I I got him in both online and I think in yogurt also. I, I, I definitely, I put in for him a lot, a lot of places. And we have scarf running in like three minutes, so uh, that might be the other thing that uh, uh, I might I might still get him there too. So we'll see. Although I don't think I have a lot of fab left in that league. You mentioned uh, you guys need saves in the in the main event. Was anybody you guys were speculating on kind of playing the trade deadline game? Did you guys have a spot to do that? Did you you know you got outbid on Garcia and Fairbanks? Did you get up a Felix Bautista, Yeri De Los Santos, Zach Jackson? Well, we got Yeri last week. Okay, uh, so I, I assume you held on to him till the deadline. I think so. Yeah. Um, always tricky to figure out, though. It's like, oh, yeah, it it's weird that. It's too many different leagues. And it's tough because he gave up runs a couple of times this week, yeah. too. So I'm kind of like, eh. Do you have – if someone is going trying to pick up a spec guy, right, do you have a favorite? I think mine's Felix Bautista. He's taken a lot of leagues. Do you have, a, do you have anybody else you really like? I like him a lot, too. Uh, F. Ross is another one I think I like yeah, uh, for I, the Cubs. I, 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 because they may trade Robertson and Michael Givens, which would be the key for for. F- they've already right traded Chris Martin, so uh, well, that's right. Chris Martin, the Dodgers. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, Efros has been good. He's two six six one zero seven WHIP, twenty eight percent strikeout rate. He's someone that uh, you know, if the job does open up, I actually like him as a pitcher too. When you know, a lot of mm-hmm. these guys would pick up and like, eh, I don't really like this guy as a pitcher, but he might have the job. And I think Efros actually might be a pretty decent pitcher too. Yeah. Uh, he, he is because I picked him up in a score sheet league earlier this year. And I liked and it's just where we don't need saves. Uh, it's just, you're trying to find good relievers period. And it's an in only. And so, yeah, I was just de- digging for some useful players. Are you a fan of uh, changing the save rule in fantasy leagues to do something different? 
No, not really. I mean, there's a Tout Wars League that does saves plus holds. I think I've made it. I think I've said it here on this podcast, and I've definitely said it elsewhere. I hate holds. I think holds are a terrible stat. It's a terrible. The way they do it is a terrible. Like, otherwise, you could be really good and get a hold, but you can be awful and get a hold too. Yep. Yep. And they made be, it a little bit better. It used to be you could not retire anybody yeah, and still get a hold. Like zero outs, guy comes in, like gives up two walks and a hit, but keeps the lead and he walks in and get a hold. That was brutal. Yeah. But at least to save, like you can pitch badly and get a save. I get that you can get a couple runs, but you do have to finish off the game at some point, get the last out. Mm-hmm. It just seems uh yeah, it, it's getting tougher and tougher as there's more teams going to committee, but I think we're I think we're with saves for a while, at least in some of most of the bigger contests. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into some news and notes. It was not a good day for uh, for the AL rookies. We mentioned Bobby Witt earlier. Got hit in the hand by your, your boy uh, Clay Holmes uh, in that rough inning. He said he was fine after. He wanted to stay in. They're bringing Kyle Isbell in for defense in the outfield anyway, so they had him pinch run. Um, he said he was fine. I'd like to see him actually be in the lineup. It sucks because he missed five games this week. Played in the first half of the week, which is a, a rough zero there. But um, mm-hmm. he just got back. He had a, I think he had a hit or two today. And um, – obviously someone that uh, is, is massively important. So hopefully he's fine there. Yeah, hopefully so. And yeah, I, I got to think that, uh, you know, watch this one too, because it could be something that hurts his power uh, eventually too, which you always hate hand and elbow and all the wrists. And yeah. Things like that. And he already had the hamstring earlier this week. So that's hurting his speed. So now we got mm-hmm. something to hurt his speed, something to hurt his power. It's uh, not, uh, not the greatest combo of events, uh, but hopefully he'll avoid the IL, which would be great. Um, Julio Rodriguez, not so lucky. Um, obviously we, we love Julio. Uh, he was out, came back for one game, got hit by a pitch that he swung at. So it was actually strike three, but it hit him. Um, the X-rays were negative on his wrist, but it said it was really swollen. He probably wasn't going to be able to play for five days. Wasn't going to be able to swing for five days, so they put him on the aisle. Sounds like he's actually getting an MRI either today or tomorrow. I wonder if this has anything to do with the other wrist injury he had after the home run derby. It just like seems like a lot going on right there that this MRI is going to be pretty big for them. And I was told that he actually suffered that injury in the series before the all-star break yeah, sliding, sliding into second base, I think. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, it, it's entirely possible. I, I mean, it's a smart thing for the Mariners. I mean, everybody, they're all excited. They're in a playoff race. Uh, but this is, you right. can't mess this up. They make a massive trade, obviously. I mean, it's, right. it's huge time for them, but yeah, you gotta, this is your future. You gotta, you gotta figure out, make sure that that's all right. But it, it was smart. I think it, uh, you don't want to rush him back in six or seven days when you can just kind of wait the ten and, and play him. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of they got a lot of depth in the outfield now. Uh, Mitch Hanniger is gonna be sounds like he's gonna be up on Friday. He homer today as we have assignments. So I think they'll be okay. Obviously for short term, long long term they definitely need him in the lineup. Obviously, uh, Ty France in Seattle also had an MRI on his wrist, showed no structural damage. That'd be a couple of days of rest. So they're they're a little thin here maybe for the next couple of days. Yeah, um, yeah, is, like called up Kelnick. Uh, but Kelnick couldn't start because he had travel things that, but the other kid they called up could start. I don't know what happened there, but, um, you know, and obviously Castillo, when he gets officially out of the roster, although maybe he already has been, yeah, he's um, starting, uh, he's starting Wednesday. They announced. Yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting to watch to see like how everything fits with this team, but they're going to get Kyle Lewis. They're going to get uh, Hanniger back. I mean, yep. yeah, they're Kyle for bear. Carlos has been there. He hasn't done a lot yet, but uh, he's been in the lineup at least. But I think uh, Hanniger is the one you want to wait for. I mean, Hanniger, when he's when he's right, is really really good. Yep. Uh, did you guys uh, think about picking up any Jared Kelnick today? Did he was in? Uh, he he. I think he was on our list again. We had like eighteen guys on our list. I love um, I, you. Gotta love those weeks when that happens. That's when you that's when you know you really need somebody because you're like I may have to make sure we get somebody. Well, the funny thing, well, and the thing is more like okay, we just don't want to have this guy remaining on our roster anymore. I know know that feeling all too well. Brett Martin, be gone, please. Oh. Yeah, that might, that must have been, felt good to hit the drop button on that one. 
Uh, no, because it it felt bad to see him active for us yeah. this weekend, and when and seeing the people that we benched in favor, you know, benched, you know, doing better than like like we had Wainwright benched because he was going on the road at Toronto without without the run support of Goldschmidt and, and right. Arenado and the defense, yep. but that, and he pitched a gem anyhow. Um, so we had that and instead we got punished relentlessly by Martin all week. That was, uh, that was me today watching Reed Detmers who I sat for Joe Ryan. Oh, oh, oh no, at least Detmers didn't get the win, but 12, uh, 12, 12 K's the immaculate inning. He's a different pitcher now, dude. He looks, I, I, I picked him up right when he came back up. That, that has been nice. He, I had him in the first couple starts, but that's, uh, yeah, it was tough. Joe Ryan pitched really well last week. He was, it's just, uh, he was facing San Diego, which is not great, but I just, I didn't think the 10 runs were going to get slapped on me either. No. Uh, Corey Seager mentioned a little bit earlier, missed the weekend with a leg contusion. Didn't sound serious on Thursday and like, oh, he's going to miss Friday and then be back. And now uh, there was a quote that said he might, uh, the, the IL is a possibility here. So that's one you definitely want to check out. Uh, the Rangers play on, uh, they, they do play on Monday. So they're at home against Baltimore. So we should get some more, uh, more info on Seager there. Uh, Doesn't Jeff, it always seem like when they say it's a possibility, it means it's an eventuality. Right, because they don't usually say that if it's not he's not going to go right. on. Like even With Bobby Witt, they were like, yeah, he's fine. He's day-to-day. We don't think he's going to go on the aisle. Like, they never said it's a possibility. It, it almost it, it never happens where it's a possibility and he's in the lineup the next day, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeff, Freddie Peralta back. Uh, his next start is going to be in the majors. He went uh, three and a third and 52 pitches in his last rehab outing. So maybe a little limited. He's scheduled to probably come back uh, this weekend against uh, against our Reds. If you're a yeah. Freddie Peralta manager, you held him this time, you picked him up. Are you starting him this week in that start? Yeah, I am. Hope hope he maybe goes five, but if not, you get some strikeouts and good ratios for the Reds are going to strike out a lot. Yeah. They might not have, you know, any whatever. players left. Yeah, Drury might be gone um, yeah. at this point. Tommy Pham might be gone, although I, I don't see anybody trading for Tommy Pham. We'll I would I would certainly try and trade Tommy Pham, but I don't know who's taking him right now. Yeah, it's kind of just been pretty blah, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's had his moments here and there. Um, actually, I, I need to know what his actual line is because he's hitting uh, two forty with eleven home runs and seven steals. Yeah, so had his moments, but pretty blah. But kind of blah. Yeah, I just I have him in one league and I kind of put him out there every week, but every week I'm like, oh, that's pretty uninspiring. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bryant left early again today with that left foot soreness. Uh, <coughs> he feels like a prime operation shutdown here at some point. Except the Rockies, we got. Let's talk about well, the Rockies. For I a can't believe they signed. They Bard re-signed Daniel Bard yeah. for two more years. They said we are not trading Freeland or Senzatella. God forbid you trade away Antonio Senzatella. I mean, right. yeah, such a big part of the master plan, uh, or Marquez or anybody. I mean, it's just they, what are they doing? They make they make no sense. Like the A's ownership sucks, but at least they're like we're, we're going to trade everybody and rebuild and do this. Like I have no idea. All Colorado's doing is just ensuring they're just never really. I, I, it's, I, I have zero clue what they're doing, which is more than they have, but uh, I don't know. I, I hate I, to be so strident about, hey, these guys are idiots, but these guys are idiots. I, and I love it for Daniel Bard. His comeback story is awesome. Yeah, good for him. Attention. But how do you re-sign a 37-year reliever that you could have gotten something good for on the market? Like he's probably He was probably the best, yeah, and maybe Bednar, but he was one of the top three or four relievers on the market. Yeah. And there's a lot of teams that need relievers, a lot of teams that need help in the bullpen. Like you would have gotten a, a good trade for him, and instead, I just I don't get it. Like, it's like not, nineteen not, million dollars. I mean, why not trade him and then sign him in the offseason? Yeah, or sign anybody else in the offseason. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I get it's hard to sign free agent pitchers in your Colorado, but 
maybe it's just I, maybe it's just like the greatest guy in the world and you know yeah, keeping that and if he is good for that but even still it just doesn't make any sense they're not i just you know, I, if he's the greatest guy in the world wouldn't you be like hey daniel we're going to trade you to a great contender getting a chance to play we want you back next year let's agree that when the season ends we're going to sign you back we'll be good everybody be happy we're going to give you a chance to do it and get a prospect out of it it helps everybody yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Of course, I, Bud Black's gonna try to defend that. I saw his thing, and you know, it's, you know, he he. It, it was tough to you know why ask the manager? I mean, you ask the they they have some pencil pusher as their GM though, right? Don't isn't that they have some like got finance guy that kind of took over? I love you um, a pencil pusher, and that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just an insane franchise. It, they, I mean, and Chris Bryant, they're like, they get good. They got somebody, but like, that was a crazy, it was it seemed like a weird deal. It just, they do, yeah. And he hasn't had a homer in Coors Field yet, right? I, I don't think so. I mean, he always, he only has four and they're all in that same weekend, right? Yeah. Someone in the chat asked about uh, Ryan Yarborough in Tampa the rest of the season. Um, I am a recovering Ryan Yarborough uh, <laughs> fantasy manager. I used to really like him. The strikeout rate is so low right now. I mean, his whips one four, his ERA is over five. I just, I can't do it. Uh, as a spot starter, if you get a right matchup, pitching in the alleys, you're going to find so many spots. You know, he's going against Boston or New York or, or Toronto. It's just so hard to find spots to use him. I just I, I can't do it unless it's just a streamer spot starter that you like the week that week. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'm 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 a former Yarborough guy too. Yeah. yeah, Chris Bryant, by the way, slugging six thirty nine at on the road, six thirty nine. Okay. Only five homers to go with that, but at home, three eighty one. He's got a higher OBP than he does slug at home. It's a good OBP. He's hitting 330, yep. but he's slugging 381. Think about that. How hard is that to do? It is. I mean, he's hit 306 on the year. Like it's just, but it's just come with nothing. I mean, five home runs playing for the Rockies is impossible. Empty, empty, empty. His hard hit rate's under 30. percent Like he's, it's not quite Tony Kemp territory, but it's uh, it's not great. Yeah. You gotta get you gotta get in the low the low uh, the low double digits to get the Tony Kemp territory. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That's your um, your weekly Tony Kemp dig. Uh, he's such a good guy, but he just can't hit. I'm sorry. He had yeah. a good he had a good week this week. And our friend uh, our friend Ryan Roof, who we talked about in the offseason, always points out and does well. And I, I point out the the overall numbers they're still not good. But yeah, um, Alec Manoa threw Sunday. Uh, he got hit by the uh, by the comebacker the other day. He threw today to throw a size session earlier this week. They think he's gonna be able to start later this week. A tough call because they uh, they do play uh, they don't play tomorrow so hopefully maybe he throws that side if you get some news on it um, but it's uh, it's a tough one because you want to you want to hear some news he's going to start you don't want to take a risk to zero there but I think he's going to end up uh, end up pitching uh, Tyler O'Neill out Sunday with some leg cramps I'm shocked that Tyler O'Neill had some cramping always something with him but it sounds like he's fine um, Key Bryant Hayes who has been uh, I would say a pretty big disappointment at least fantasy wise this year. Um, he was out Sunday with some left knee discomfort. He was a pretty popular guy in the in the offseason. I uh, hit 246, five home runs. I know he has 11 steals, but um, it's tough to tough to play a corner infielder with five home runs and hitting under 250. You know, he's only hit for power that, that the 2020 season. If you look at his minor league logs all along, he was this pretty good prospect all along, but never you're like, oh, the power is gonna he's gonna grow into his power. And that 2020 was a hundred plate appearances. It was like yeah, and it was five homers. Five homers, but it was a 682 slug because it was in such short sample. This is why we talk about sample size, by the way. Yep. It's this is is everyone's like, oh, you guys always you saber guys always talk about sample size. This is why we talk about that because that it was so far out of line. And I bought into it. I'm I 
I thought he was going to grow into his power a little bit. I mean, look at his dad. He was a, he hit for a good amount of power. Um, That's Charlie, Charlie, Hayes. Charlie Hayes, yeah, yeah. Um, caught, caught the caught the last out of the '96 World Series too. Yeah, and he is good. He does. He's he's not killing you because he gave you the eleven stolen bases, yeah. but yeah, he's killing you. I mean, twenty nine RBI. Yeah, from that, I was going to point out the twenty nine RBI is a corner with five home runs. Like, if you have the right team format where you just need those eleven stolen bases, that's fine. That that's big from a corner spot, but the rest of it's tough to overcome. Right, right. I mean, you have selected Miles Straw, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah, not far off. Just a few less stolen bases. Uh, it's weird because he's one of those guys that I I, I kind of just find myself. I'm, I'm on one team. I just kind of play him every week, and um, I probably shouldn't be. He's just not doing enough to be to be in there consistent consistently. Yeah. We mentioned uh, Mitch Hanniger, a homer today, could be activated as soon as Friday. Uh, Alex Kirilov was a tough call for me today. Um, he has wrist soreness again in that same wrist that he's all had all the injuries with. He's day-to-day. He didn't play. He came out early yesterday. Didn't play today. Probably wasn't going to. They're facing a lefty. Um, I went back and forth on this one for a long time. I ended up dropping him in the main event just because I was a, I, I needed bodies. I had two other guys in the IL. I couldn't have a third guy go and, and be mm-hmm. able to feel the lineup next week. So I dropped him for someone that's playing. Um, I might regret that one. I do like him as a player, but he hits a ton of ground balls. Hits the ball hard, but like he's just not lifting the ball, so the home runs aren't there. They have not. He's like a sixty-three percent ground ball guy this year, which is a huge number. Um, there was enough there. Plus, I think there's a pretty decent chance he this wrist injury causes him to maybe maybe Go chill back for a on bit. The yeah, yep. I just I yep. thought it was too much of a risk. I really wish it was a you know a Friday and I could have waited a couple days to see what happens, but I didn't have that choice and I ended up dropping him. I I do like him as a player and a prospect and a hitter, but uh, there was enough there that I had to pull the trigger. I can I can appreciate that. Um, call call drops this time of year are very tough because if you don't you don't drop someone now and they go in the AL they're not they're not usable for a while it's it's really tough. It, I, it's same issue with uh, Severino. I went back and forth on that one. It just sometimes you get to a point where you need the roster spot. Yeah, I, and I think this time of year you got to just be more ruthless. I mean, yeah. you only have eight weeks left, right? Um, by the way, speaking of the Twins, a little bit of appreciation for Jose Miranda. He seems like he's getting it. Yeah, he's been. Since he went back, went down when he was struggling back up, he's been really good. Yeah, I think he's going to be stud. Yeah, I think and Miguel, really Miguel Sano went back on the aisle after two days or whatever it was. So the, the playing yeah. time is wide ass open for Miranda. Right yep. Now. Yep. A um, couple of players I wanted to talk about uh, before we get out of here. Um, first of all, got to give some props to my boy, uh, Matt Chapman, after a, a tough April in Toronto where he struggled a little, has been really good. He's been red hot in July. He is up to he's up to almost 250. He's got 20 home runs now, 56 runs, 57 RBIs. Um, after a, a tough 2021, a, a kind of a tough 2020, obviously great 2019. Um, I think we're finally seeing a fully healthy, fully comfortable Matt Chapman right now. We are, we are, and uh, it was it was it took a while to get there too. I it mean, it, yeah, but this is the player Toronto traded for, and they they finally are getting that, and in a good time for that too. Yeah, he's got he's got 14 home runs since June 1st. He hit three, over 300 in July. Um, obviously, plays elite defense. Uh, this is, a, I mean, tell you what, you, you're like he's what sixth, seventh in their lineup. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. uh, it makes their lineup so much longer when he's good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jays, they're sitting in a good position now. They're 12 yeah. over 500. They had that really bad stretch. Yeah, you feel and like they're fine. Was, I just the only reason I know because Jordan Romano didn't get a save for like a month, and now he's he's back on back on the horse, but. Uh, they're uh, they seem to be playing playing really good ball at the right time here. All they had to do was wait to p- face the dregs of the division, like the Red Sox. And no, that was just I'm sorry, that was that was cruel. I'm not I don't even hate the Red Sox, but when you when you give 30 runs in a game, you kind of deserve to deserve, deserve a few shots. Yeah, Red Sox are they won today and they're still below 500. They're behind the Orioles, uh, which you hate, you hate to see it. 
Yeah. Uh, Orioles have lost two in a row, too, because they were facing our Reds. So I understand. <laughs> um, a third baseman in the other league, uh, Austin Riley is someone that was uh, oh. broke out fully last year. You know, had the, the 2019 got called up, was red hot at the beginning and then, then went cold. Was not great in 2020. And we're coming to 2020, we weren't sure. Great last year. He's been massive right now. He's he had, he had over 400 in July, 11 home runs in, in July. Um, sticking himself in the MVP conversation really quickly here. Yeah, he is. Um, it's fun to watch. Um, yeah, really strong. And, you know, I just the NL, I feel like it's a little bit more open. Uh, Goldie was the favorite, but I, I may, and the thing is, I, I didn't put him like, I didn't put Goldie like on the Aaron Judge level, even if yeah. he really did have a, that sort of lead for a while. But I always thought the NL was a little bit more wide open. Uh, it's so funny that Riley wasn't going to make the all-star team until like the very end. Um, it's just Dylan C still didn't make the all-star team. It's a trailing indicator. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. The fact that Cease didn't make it is still fairly absurd. It is. I don't really care about all-star game and who gets I don't either. anyway, but um, yeah, it's probably, I, I, it's probably Goldie still right now, but uh, yeah, Austin Riley's coming pretty quickly. Maybe I'm trying to get us, maybe Machado's in there. San Diego gets hot. Um, you know, Mookie, Trey Turner, maybe too. Trey Turner has been really good since the Dodgers traded for him. I saw mm-hmm. a stat that he's been with them a full season now since as of today. And the, the stats are crazy. He's just so solid and so good. Yeah. And I think team context matters a little bit. It's like the X factor here. I was going to say, we, we talk about Otani and Judge. Like, how much, how much do you weigh that in? Yeah. It, it's, I think it's like if you got a 50 50 call, you go with the team. Like, right. how valuable can he really be? Yeah. Um, you know, they're one game out of the wild card right now. Uh, which I, I'm a little surprised at uh, because they, they they get they get the feast on the NL Central. I mean, you've got three teams that are actively not trying. You're talking about like the Cardinals right now, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah as far as the AL version goes, yeah, I, I get that. Um, yeah, I I, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. Like Cardinals, they really have to get on the stick. I mean, I I think. Goalie might get hurt a little bit by one. All it takes is one voter to switch, you know, and him not going to Toronto, uh, that might be held yeah. against him. That's that's true, too. Uh, yeah, he's been really good, but I think that I think you're right. I think that one's pretty wide open, um, and Austin Riley's coming fast. Last guy I want to talk about, uh, we'll finish with uh, with your Reds here. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the game at all today, but uh, Nick Lodolo pitched well again. Oh, I watched it, yeah. Uh, I picked him up a couple weeks ago, or about, probably about a month, month and a half ago in the main event. So I've been watching him closely. Had a couple of hiccups. You could tell he loses a little bit sometimes when he, when he gets a little bit of walk issues. But these last two starts, um, it, it, I, I don't want to call it. It looks like you got a Chris Sale slider, but like you watch him pitch, and he's got that nasty lefty fastball slider. You can't tell which one's coming. Um, these last two starts against Miami and today against Baltimore, um, it, the guy looks really, really legit. Worked in the seventh inning for the first time yeah. uh, today. I liked seeing that. Um, unfortunately he can't relieve himself and I don't I use know. that as a play on words. Um, it's just, it's just like holding, Ota- holding an answer, Tani, that he's not also a GM in addition to being a pitcher and a batter, you know, <laughs> right? It, it's unfortunate, but yeah, you know, he, as, as soon as he came out, I knew the head runner was scoring and I knew they were blowing the lead, but, mm-hmm. um, I liked mm-hmm. that the, the end of the end, of the sixth inning, he had, I think he had a couple of guys on him with three, two on Ramon Urias and threw a fastball that was just a nasty pitch and froze him. I just, I love to see him, you know, stepping up in that big moment, get a chance to finish six. It was, Working it was, out of a jam. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Love seeing yeah. it. It was uh, fun. He's going to, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of pitchers, but when he, when he pitches, I tend to turn that game on. I find myself, whenever he takes them out, I tend to flip over there. He's just really fun to watch. It's like a weird, like, 
he kind of looks a little bit like Randy Johnson, a little bit like uh, Chris Sale, the way he throws. I'm not comparing those guys, you know, performance-wise at all. But, uh, but he kind of has that, like, you know, the whippy left-handed uh, fastball slider thing that's fun to watch. Yeah, the command's going to get better and better. I know he yeah. lost it against the Cardinals a couple of starts ago, but um... – I think He's you're going to have those starts. You're going to have a couple where he just walks guys and they get a, you know, a hit at the wrong time. But uh, it's hard to find guys that can go out there and punch out eight or nine guys at the start. I mean, that, that's really big for if you uh, if you pick them up in a league. That's uh, th- Those are massive Ks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the thing is, he's, get, he's given up more hits than innings pitch, which you look at him and you don't think, like, his stuff's so good. How's he giving up that yeah. many hits? But first of all, defense is a part of giving up hits. Yeah. So And, you know, small save length, that'll change too. I think he'll – you know, he'll figure out pitch mix. He'll figure some stuff out. I think it's uh, – uh, I just think – I think the future is really looking good there. You guys got a really good one there. Yep. I think he's got a better career than Hunter Green. Someone in the chat asked before we get out of here, would you drop Yuan Moncada or Kyle Lewis? Man, I would drop Yuan Moncada as fast as you can. He just – as empty as it gets. Hitting 205 home runs, zero steals. Doesn't run anymore. Uh, the power is kind of gone. Uh, hard hit rate's low. Striking out more, 26%. I just – I see nothing in Moncada's profile right now that I want to put in the lineup. I'd agree. I'd agree. I mean, he's been on that in a, in a 12 or he's, he's been like picked up and dropped and picked yeah, up and one dropped. Of those guys. Yeah. He's one of those guys you just pick up for certain weeks. Yeah. He, he's, he's a streamer. And I used to be a big Moncada guy. So I've come around on that one. Um, I, I think in a 12 teamer, Kyle Lewis is pretty, uh, you know, if you want to drop him, that's fine. I, I do like Kyle Lewis, but I think that there's gonna be some playing time issues. I think they're gonna they're gonna not play him every day either. They're trying to ease him back. I've noticed he's sitting like kind of one out every three games. But right. and when Hanniger comes back, you got Kelnick there, and when Julio comes back, I think it's gonna be a problem of playing time. So uh, in a twelve teamer, I probably I'm fine dropping Kyle Lewis too. In a fifteen, or I probably hold on to him and kind of see how that plays out here for a week or two. For sure. Anything else in your mind, uh, Jeff? Before we jump out of here, uh, Nick Castellanos, Paul Popovich just tweeted at us: No homers, but some signs of life lately. Uh, you know, uh, had a decent week this past week. I think it was 12 for 30, but, uh, so kind of maybe sort of coming around weird year. I just, I, I don't understand how he's not hitting for power this year. He's just not hitting the ball hard. It's, it's yeah. wild. Cause even those Detroit years, he was, he was a great hard hit guy. Always was. He's at 34%. His barrel rates at 6.8%. It's just not Nick Castellanos. It's very strange. Strikeout rates, uh, not quite to the 2020 range. We struggled with the, with the reds, but you know, up from last year, He's got eight home runs and four steals. Like it's just it's it's rough and it's you can't take him out. He's you draft mm-hmm. him so high, he's gonna get hot. He had four hits today. Um, Alec Bohm had four hits today, too. He's up to 300, by the way. He's it's, having a good uh, year. He's quietly he's, he doesn't month, doesn't I should a, say not a ton of like roto stats. He's not gonna hit 40 home runs, but you give me a corner into those hitting 300. I know he only has seven home runs, which which does hurt, but 48 runs, 40, 40 RBIs. So he's helping you a little bit there. Um, hard hit rates going up. Yeah, I, I do. I like him. I, I have him in both my main events. And I'm just kind of playing him right now. He just uh, he's hit third today too, which I really like. Obviously, he won't when Harper comes back, but um, he starts to move in the middle of that lineup. Uh, it's it's really nice. Trade de- trade deadline rapid fire for you. Ready? Let's do it. Do it. Frankie Montas ends up in Los Angeles Dodgers, not Angels. Okay. Uh, Juan Soto ends up in Washington. Still Washington. Okay. Uh, Wilson Contreras. Ooh, that's a good one. What do you think? I don't have a real good one Houston. off the top of my head. Houston oh, is the correct answer. There that's you a, go. That's a really good. That's a good call. Tyler Malley, does he get traded? I think so. They have to, right? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Who? Tyler Malley. Get, Tyler Malley to New York, by the way. Yeah. Give me one Yankees shocking, tra- one player that is going to surprise people that's going to get dealt. Wow. 
Wow, that's a really. And I giving you it gave you no prep time for this, so you gave me no prep time with that. I'm gonna go with uh, how about no, that wouldn't be shocking. I was gonna say Trey Mancini, but that wouldn't be shocking. Um, how about Javier Baez? Too big of a contract, possibly, but yeah. you never know. So you know, you could get you know things can happen. Yeah, you know, with like we'll take on X amount of this contract yeah. or something like that. I think it's gonna be a guy like that that's signed but on a bad team. Maybe someone will eat part of the contract. Do you have a surprise one? Um, my surprise one is that the San Diego Padres are going to get shut out for the second time in a row. Poor, poor Padres fans. No. Um, I mean, they're the leading candidate for everybody. They are. And then someone always steps in and makes a bigger offer or have something happen. Yeah. Do you think the Giants trade uh, Carlos Rodon? It was weird seeing the – like, they kept on focusing on the hugs in the dugout in tonight's yeah, start. They really but did. But that was just a good that's, outing hug. That's better yeah. than him kicking bats at people, though. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I saw, I saw him talk. I felt bad. That was clearly an accident. Like, I know. He, he apologized in, like, point, well, two seconds, too. Like, he felt horrible. I just uh, Tough week for Estrada. He got that earlier in the week, and then he got bean and went on the concussion IL later this weekend. It was but, not um, a good week for him. Yeah, I think the Giants are the surprise sellers of the okay. I don't know if Rodon gets dealt because he's so good, and that's a good contract, really. Um, if, uh, if I were the Giants, I'd sell everybody right now and then go big in free agency and kind of restock that way, get some prospects now and sign a big free agent. Because I think they, they got a the great money. farm system already, too. Yeah. They got the money to do it. They're not in the mix this year. They're just bad. It's just I would if I were them, I'd, I'd go full sale right now. All right. I, I can get that. I get yeah. that. So. All right. Uh, we got spam in the chat. It means it's time That's, to go. That is the perfect time to get that out of here. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, listening, uh, watching, whatever you may do. If you listen to the audio podcast or watch us live, appreciate that. You want to follow Jeff on Twitter. He's at Jeff at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Jenstead is J E N S T A D. Any questions there? We'll be uh, talking baseball on there. I'm sure. So anyway, hope everybody has a, a really good week. Hope the trade deadline is fun. We'll be back uh, at it next week. I'm sure we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff in fab to talk about with all the trades. So everybody have a good week. Take care. We'll talk to you next week. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.